Hello and welcome to The Davis Locker. I'm your host, Chris Davis, and with me, as always, the man who knows no retreat, no surrender, the man who could easily kill Bill, the drunken master himself, Gazadee. Hiya! Anata Gahairi Masu, The Davis Locker. This week saw the anniversary of the release of the 80s classic Bloodsport, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. So that got us thinking, what are our favourite martial art films? Yeah, I mean, we, we were kids of the 80s, so mm. when we grew up, we were spoiled for choice when it came to karate, chopping, roundhouse, kicking, hard knocks yeah. to idolise, weren't we? Yeah. And not only that, we also were the first generation to have those video games like Street Fighter, Double Dragon, and of course, our favourite, Mortal Kombat. Oh, mate, I loved it. Unbelievable. What a game. And there were so many, weren't there? They were just... Yeah. Just on the forefront of fighting games. Yeah, so so good. But what we're doing today, we're not looking at a, a critical analysis of martial arts films anew. These aren't the cultural, culturally significant ones. They're not the critically acclaimed ones. They're just ones that, for whatever reason, we like. Just our favourites. No. So they don't have a go to us. <laughs> yeah. If they're not on your list, if you think, actually, this should have been on there, this should have been on there, let us know in the comments below. Yeah, and while you're there, one inch punch the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell icon to be told every single time we upload any new content. That's right. And talking about the old one inch punch, let's start with Enter the Dragon. Released in 1973, Enter the Dragon is widely regarded as one of the greatest martial arts films of all time. It tells the story of Lee, a Shaolin martial artist and instructor from Hong Kong who was approached by British intelligence to aid in investigating a suspected crime lord known only as Han. Lee enters a high-profile martial arts competition on Han's private island to gather evidence that will prove his involvement in drug trafficking and prostitution. Shortly before his departure, Lee also learns that the man responsible for his sister's death is working alongside Han. Enter the dragon, Bruce Lee. I mean, you cannot have a countdown of this nature without <laughs> Bruce Lee. Definitely not. He's the ultimate, isn't he? The ultimate martial arts icon, let's be honest. And when people say to me, martial art films, that image of Bruce Lee just comes to mind. That's the first thing that I yeah. think of. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's so iconic. I mean, you look at the opening scenes, for example, where he's fighting uh, Samo. He's got the grappling gloves on. He's, they're doing full contact fighting. I mean, this is MMA before <laughs> it was called MMA. Everything about him, every single scene you see with Bruce Lee, seems to me that it just becomes iconic. You know, with his, his yellow tracksuit, I think it's in Game of Death. Yeah. You know, the, the, the different costumes and things he wears here. And, and it just sort of enters into the... He's in the mindset of popular culture, isn't he, at the time? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and I think he did so much for that kind of um, Asian filmmaking. Oh, sure. I think it was, the last, it, was, was it his last film it as well. It was his last film. It was released uh, a month after he died. Was that right? It really was, yeah. So... Um, so I think that, that even gives it a bit more cachet when you're thinking about For these sure. things because you just think, I mean, he was only young, wasn't he? What mm. could he have done after this film? Because yeah. he started getting popular over here yeah. and especially in America. So yeah. you, just, you just think, where would he be? Yeah, if he, he was, was still 32 there? when he died. And it was, like you say, it was a significant film because it was the first film co-produced with a Chinese studio and an American one, Warner yeah. Brothers being the studio in question. And um, what they did with Into the Dragon was they had Asian... Uh, American and African-American mm. sort of heroic protagonists so that they could really appeal to a, a wider audience. And it worked. Yeah. 
and it really worked. You've got Bruce Lee playing the character of Lee. You've got uh, John Saxon, I think his name is, plays yeah. the character of Roper. And then Jim Kelly uh, playing the character of Williams. Yeah. And Jim Kelly went on, actually, to, to have a sort of career. He did Black Belt Jones and other martial arts films of that, of that ilk, like exploitation films. And that was another thing that was important about Enter the Dragon. It mixed those kind of the martial, the classic martial arts along with themes of exploitation and stuff like that. So it's a very, a very significant film. It was groundbreaking in the way it was shot in some ways. I mean, and a lot of films reference it, like the sort of uh, the fast zooms in, mm. the slow-mo fighting action, all of the... Yeah. Stuff which we'll see in a couple of other films that we're going to talk about. So, um, yeah, what's your favourite bit of it? I, well, as a, as a holistic film, the sound, the sound, you know, like when they're like punching each other, it's just like one of those, and it's almost mocked in some ways if people are, are taking yeah. the mick out of this type of thing. But I just loved it. And I used to, I used to run, when I was a kid, run around the yeah. playground just going... <laughs> well, the reason it's like that is because films at that time in Hong Kong, etc., were filmed completely without sound. Mm. So there's no actual on-set sound, so yeah. it's all done afterwards, all dubbed, all the voices are dubbed. And I think it's only the second film, speaking of dubbed voices, that Bruce Lee speaks in his own voice. Mm, yeah. I think the other one being Marlowe, I think it was yeah. called. But uh, my favourite bit, and it's kind of my the bit that most annoys me as well, in a way, is when um, Roper is fighting against um, Bolo, and funnily enough, Bolo Young, the actor, used to be called Yang Zhe, right, Yang okay. Zhe, and he changed his name to his character's name from Enter the Dragon, so he sort of, that was his become his stage yeah. name, Bolo Young. But anyway, that fight that they have, where um, he's fighting against Roper, they're having a scrap, uh, he gets Roper in like an arm bar, so Roper <laughs> bites him on the leg, yeah. <laughs> and he gets up and then he like sticks him with a jab a bit, and he's like, oh, he's jabbing him up big time, big time. But then he finishes him off with a swift kick to the bollocks. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing, Bolo's on the floor. Like, I mean, it hurts getting kicked in the knackers. Mm, it? it does. But the next thing, Bolo's on the floor like he's on death's door. Yeah. He's like, get, get up, Bolo. <laughs> so that bit annoys me, but it's also my favourite bit. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I love of those types of films, they never all just pile on. They almost kind of wait in a queue. It's like, right, I'll take him out. Dish, dish. Who's next? Dish, dish. Who's next? Dish, dish. <laughs> they never just pile on, do they? I don't know. It's like, right, we'll wait in line to get our ass kicked. Very, uh, very uh, well-mannered scrapping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all in all, a rock-solid film, isn't it? Excellent, yeah. A classic. Really Should we move on to the next one? Yeah. Number four is The Matrix. Released in 1999 and written and directed by the Wachowskis, The Matrix is the first instalment in the acclaimed franchise that depicts a dystopian future in which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality. It stars Keanu Reeves as Neo, a computer hacker that discovers the true nature of this reality and his role in the war against its controllers. Man, I absolutely love The Matrix. Oh, me too. The, they kind of changed the way that action films was put yeah. together and especially some of the things like bullet time. Oh. Unbelievable. I think that's the thing with martial arts films. I mean, and The Matrix is, it's not strictly a martial arts film in, in that way, is it? It's a sort of science fiction yeah. crossed with a martial arts film. In, you know, So some people might say it's not a martial arts film. Yeah. But, but we're classing it as one, aren't we? Because there's so many wicked elements of martial arts from the fight scenes in it, which we'll get into in a sec. But um, yeah, going to what Gaz says, some of these martial arts films that we're talking about are so innovative mm. for what they are. Like They change the way like action stunt choreography, for example, the choreographer in this was Yuan Wu Ping, yeah. a very famous Chinese uh, stunt choreographer. Uh, again, a, a total game changer. Like you say, with the invention of bullet time, which is an incredible bit of technology, isn't it? Yeah, unreal. I mean, I remember seeing that scene for the first time with um, Trinity, when she jumps up to do like the crane kick yeah. thing. I just, 
blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, what? Rewind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, I've got, to, I've got to see that again. You know, I mean, it's a great film. What, do you know what annoys me? Go on. Is it kids these days will know Keanu Reeves for John Wick. Yeah. We know him as Neo. That's it. He's not John Wick to us, he's Neo first. John That's Wick it. second, didn't he? Almost ironically, he wasn't the first choice, really. There were so many no. other people that they wanted. Yeah. I think Johnny Depp was the first Johnny choice Depp that they wanted. Johnny Depp was the first choice, yeah. Will Smith turned it down. He turned I it down. Nick Cage turned it down. Brad Pitt turned it down. I mean, imagine. Yeah. I mean, this is go back to what we were saying about the Thundercats casting. For me, I'm glad they had a sort of lesser known cast at yeah. the time because I don't think if Brad Pitt's Neo, those films are as successful. Exactly. I really don't think, yeah. One question I always have, mm. do you think they should have put those sequels in. Is The Matrix a stronger film without those sequels? They're not as good. Mm. Let's be real. They're, they're really not as good. And also, I don't think the effects are as good. No, not, the effects don't sell as well. And we've been through that with completely CGI-rendered characters, especially the Neo fight when he's fighting all those Agent Smiths. Yeah. It, just isn't, it just doesn't look right to me. But, well, I like the sequels. But I do think it could stand on its own. Yeah. I really do. And, and we've got a Matrix 4 coming soon, aren't we? Coming soon, yeah. So they're already filming. We've seen some set shots from San mm. Francisco. So I'll be very intrigued because the aesthetic, Neo and Trinity, uh, what we know is that it's mm. within the Matrix and they're yeah. very different from what they did previously. So Going to the martial arts of it, the scene in the dojo oh, where Morpheus is teaching Neo about what he can sort of essentially just download Yeah, and be good at. Yeah, like, oh, I can just download all the martial arts and be dead good at it. I said I saw a documentary and I think it was entitled "I Know Kung Fu." I think <laughs> when he kind of he got it downloaded, and it was like I know Kung Fu, and mm. it was just the way that they melded all those different martial arts yeah. together. That's what I liked. Yeah. It wasn't just strictly right. We'll have Kung Fu, or we'll just have yeah. karate. It was just everything was in there, yeah. and just really so in it, innovative, like we said. Well, I mean, and going back to what we've seen about Enter the Dragon being so um, iconic and referenced. Yeah. When when Neo's like in the dojo and he's on his toes, like it's very, very Bruce Lee yeah. style. I mean, that's one of my favourite bits in the film. I think in terms of the fight scenes, I think my favourite one's gotta be in the subway against Agent Smith. Yeah. And I love the bit where Trinity's like, What's he doing? And then the uh, Morpheus goes, He's beginning to believe. And he's like, Oh, oh my god. Goosebumps. And then they start <laughs> fighting whatever, and then he gets up and he does that thing where he just goes. Yeah, and then the dust comes off it. Yeah, oh man, I love that bit. I like it when um, they go to get Morpheus is being captured, hasn't mm. he? And then they go and get him, and um, oh, yeah. he comes out. They're in the, uh, the helicopter. helicopter, and just at the end where he again he's starting to believe, and the helicopter's going yeah. over the side, and he just kind of grabs the uh, the rope, and he just like saves <laughs> Trinity on the so end of it. Cool, isn't it? Oh, mate, I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> but you know, like we were saying, going back to what we were saying about the choreography and all that kind of stuff, that really makes the film. And Keanu Reeves himself even donated most of his fee I think to make the special effects team millionaires or yeah. something I mean he's just a good guy Keanu everyone loves him right but um, Yen Wu Ping didn't initially want to get involved at all so he could have had a completely different looking Matrix yeah. but uh, what happened was was um, he liked the script but he didn't want to do the film Right. so what he did was he thought well I'll I'll, I'll demand some extortionate fee to yeah. put him off <laughs> nice. it didn't work <laughs> Wachowski's were like whatever yeah. pay him and he's like, oh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so he thought, well, I'll tell you what, I'll make another ridiculous demand. I'll say I want con full control of all the fight scenes and I want the cast for four months training beforehand. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so he ended, so <laughs> ended up doing it. And luckily for us, it gave us this fantastic science fiction martial arts cross, didn't it? Yeah. And it's incredible. I love it. I absolutely love it. 
Should we move on to number three? Yeah, what we got? Number three is going to be Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. From visionary director Ang Lee and released in the year 2000, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon tells the story of a young Chinese warrior who steals the Green Destiny sword from famed swordsman Limu Bai. She then escapes into a world of adventure with a mysterious man in the frontier of the nation. Again, another fantastic film. Okay. And I'll just kick off because I know you can wax lyrical about Ang Lee oh, until the cows come tell home. You what. For me, and I think it's in disagreement with you, but this is my favourite film of his. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one for me because Gaz is referencing there the fact that I love Brokeback Mountain. I think it's one of the best films ever made. Uh, one of the best love stories on screen ever. Yeah. Much the same as this. Exactly, yeah. Because yes, this is a martial arts film. It's got incredible, again, groundbreaking action from Yuan Wu-Ping, same guy who did The Matrix. Incredible fight choreography, almost yeah. balletic. Well, definitely balletic, definitely, to be honest yeah. with you. So yes, it's got loads of amazing fight scenes, but at its core... It's a love story, or yeah. a couple of love stories. Yeah. Essentially, you've got uh, Shulian, uh, the Michelle Yeoh uh, character, and Limu Bai, the famed swordsman, who are in a almost a forbidden love. It feels like, doesn't it? That's it. And then you've got Jian Yu and Lo, who are the uh, she's the young sort of uh, I think a governor's daughter slash ridiculously skilled <laughs> Wu Dan trained ninja. Yeah. Uh, who steals the famous Green Destiny sword from Limu Bai and. The plot develops from there. But um, for me, the most beautiful martial arts film I've ever seen. Yeah, I have to agree. And I mean, it was had so many like Oscar nominations. In, in, four wins. Yeah, four wins. And mm. like you say, it's just, it's almost like a work of art. And that's why I love Ang Lee so much. Chooses so many different genres to be involved yeah, in, but sure. kind of chucks himself in, doesn't say this is an Ang Lee film, this is yeah. the way I put it together. He's like, this is the genre and I will yeah. work within that. And yeah. like you say, it's beautiful. It is a masterpiece. It is derivative in some ways. Obviously, if you're going to make a film like that, you're going to call upon tra traces and elements of Kurosawa's work, yeah. Seven Samurai, all that kind of stuff. So they do. these films do deserve honourable mentions, but... These, like we said, these are the films that we enjoy the most. Yeah. This isn't the ones that are most critically acclaimed and all that kind of thing. Even though this Crouch and Tiger Hidden Dragon is, um, these are the films that we enjoy the most. And this one hit me like a train. Yeah. I just remember watching it and thinking, this is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like you say, those kind of it's a love story, isn't it? But they have so many rules in their culture. Yeah. And they, they don't even touch each other, like even like a, mm. a hand, putting a yeah. hand on someone else. It's just the looks, isn't it? And you think, oh, oh my gosh. Amazing. Some of the set pieces. I mean, the first fight where she, and sorry for any spoilers, where she steals the Green Destiny. Yeah. And then there's that chase across the rooftops. And that's my favourite, favourite scene. I mean, and it goes on for such a long time. The mm. amount of, the stamina that these guys must have yeah. built up just to, yeah. just to film it. I mean, it's not in nowhere in the same class, but we, in our prelude, we had a lightsaber fight mm. and we try to use some martial art um, influences. Yeah, sure. And we know just for the small bit that we've done, it's, yeah. it's so difficult to choreograph something yeah. like that and so yeah. tiring. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And then the, the choreography when they eventually clash. It's just, I've never seen, I'd never seen anything like it at yeah. the time. So what when, is your favourite scene? I think my favourite scene is where the policeman and his daughter uh, and the butler guy meet Jade Fox. Yeah. And then Lee Mubai comes and it's, it's the way he sort of comes and he floats in with his sword and it's like, this guy, yeah. he's, he's the absolute Don, isn't he? He's the man. 
And there's, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches in terms of cinematography and beautiful scenes, but that one, and then when he eventually kills Jade Fox as well, with a, and like the, the, the darts, or whatever they are, like shoot yeah, through yeah. it. And it just, there's so many good scenes. There you go. Should we move on? Yeah, so from that, we're going now to Karate Kid. Released in 1984, The Karate Kid stars Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, and Elizabeth Shue. A boy and his mother move to California for a new job. He struggles to fit in as a group of karate students start to bully him for dating a rich girl from their clique. It's up to his Japanese landlord, Miyagi, to teach him karate. This is my childhood, the karate. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It. Now, it's a funny one, this, because you know I've got mixed, mixed, a mixed <laughs> bag of feelings about this film yeah. because I've sort of grown with it in two ways. So the child in me, like you said, I loved it. Yeah. Daniel's son, Daniel LaRusso, I was like, Phew. If that guy can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. And that's the message, isn't it? That's it. The little man can triumph. <laughs> anyway, as I got older, I saw it in a different light. The advent of the internet <laughs> coloured my vision of it. <laughs> because I saw an article that said that Danielson is the antagonist and he deserves what he gets from Johnny and the rest of the boys. Yeah. From Cobra Kai. And I've agreed with some of it. <laughs> I agree. You know I did. Yeah. I agreed with some of it. Even in, in our Q&A, the person I would least like to sit next to in a, at dinner, yeah. I said, Ralph Macho, didn't I? For this yeah. reason alone, because I wouldn't be able to say, listen, Ralph, Danielson did deserve some of it. Anyway, that aside, <laughs> it is a great film, isn't it? It is, and it's so iconic. I mean, mm. again, when we were kids, the amount of people that ran round the playground saying, wax on, wax off. Yeah. Unreal. Like Gaz said, when we were there, the sword fighting from Crouching Tiger, we referenced Karate Kid again, didn't we, in the yeah. prelude? One of the classic scenes where he's learning the crane kick on what we now know are called groins yeah, on the beach, that, did wasn't it? That was a fun day filming, wasn't it? But no. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you love about Karate Kid? I think just, like I say, I think just having someone small like Daniel LaRusso to triumph over these bullies mm. and just some of those set pieces, it's almost like that good versus evil but in such a a low low level <laughs> look at them the, the cobra cry they were they're wearing yeah. all the black yeah crease is a, he's a bad egg isn't oh, he? he is yeah crease is the sort of uh, rival sensei so essentially daniel sonny moves to where is it i can't remember what it's called uh Reseda? something like that he moves yeah. somewhere with his mum He's a bit of a dirtbag to his mum sometimes he's a bit of a douchebag you know this he's a young lad lives in this complex where mr miyagi played by Pat Morita, is the caretaker. Goes down, he's cutting his bonsais, catching flies with chopsticks. <laughs> having a whale of a time, isn't yeah. he? Danielson's like, I like this guy. Yeah. He gets involved with a girl that he probably shouldn't, being mm -hmm. such new to the area. Yeah. Antagonises Johnny on the beach. <laughs> he doesn't. What? Are you joking? Johnny, the Johnny's knight. looking for trouble. Johnny, the knight in shining armour. No way. Comes to defend his woman. They have a scrap on the beach and it goes from there, doesn't it? Now, you can't say that after that, Danielson doesn't do some things that he's starting it. A little bit. In the party, for 100%, yeah, he started in the party. Yeah, that is bad. That is bad. When they're in the... Johnny's in the the toilet, yeah. just trying to calm down with a bit of medicinal drugs. Just trying <laughs> to chill himself out. He's having a good time with his mates. Yeah, yeah. Danielson has to soak him for no reason. And then cause a multiple car crash. Yeah, that's bad. That is bad. That's the worst thing. But, I mean, that beating that he took after, that, you think, flipping it, that is bad. Yeah. When yeah, he's like getting smashed down and and he's like going, Johnny, he's had enough. I'll tell you when he's had enough. And they're like holding him up for more. <laughs> yeah. And that's when Mr. Miyagi comes to the phone. He's like, offense. I didn't realise uh, 
he was that good because I think he comes round and Daniel San he's like oh he was that fella that helped me he was like uh, <laughs> me <laughs> so what's your favourite bit in Karate Kid I think the bit? end I think the end that whole that whole scene ending of being in the karate tournament and there's so yeah. many different characters and you're like is he going to even make it and then obviously he gets the injury Mm-hmm. hit below the belt and he's like right that's it but Miyagi's saying well look don't worry about it you've shown you can stand up to these guys and he's like yeah. no 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 and then he goes can you do that thing to help me out my leg's killing he was like okay boom yeah, a little knocky thing yeah and then um, and then I think the, the announcer's about to say right that's it and then mm-hmm. Elizabeth she runs out and he's like Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight you know, and he does the crane oh doesn't he God. Yeah. nothing can uh can def- defend against it. Nothing. Nothing. Although in Cry Kid 2, obviously, it penetrates. Does. Well, yeah. It penetrates <laughs> almost any defence, doesn't it, the crane? My favourite bit of the film is probably just the bits with Miyagi where he's doing wax on, wax off, yeah. and, and paint the fence, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And the scene where they, um, they're doing the blocking yeah. on the thing. <laughs> that is so good, yeah. Classic. When he, yeah, just Daniel Russo's like, Flipping neck, I've been learning karate all this time. Mm. I mean, didn't yeah. even realise. There you go. Should we move on to our number one? Our number one. What could it be? It's only, in our opinion, the best martial arts film ever. Blood it's sport. Bloody blood sport. <laughs> our number one film is the 1988 Van Damme classic, Blood Sport. Blood Sport follows Frank Dukes, an American martial artist serving in the military. Frank decides to leave the army to compete in a martial arts tournament in Hong Kong, where fights to the death are a regular occurrence. (laughs) (laughs) Number one is Bloodsport, easily our favourite, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best. It's not the most critically acclaimed. It's not the most culturally significant. But I tell you what, it's an absolute belter of a film, isn't it? I mean, you could say it's so bad, and that's what makes it so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Story of the true story. I know. Frank Dukes, an American, I don't know if he's Jean-Claude Van Damme, an yeah. American <laughs> a military man who is a proficient martial artist and enters this underground Ooh. fighting competition called a Kumite in, I think it's Hong Kong, isn't it? Hong Kong, yeah. In Hong Kong. And it's a great, a great, great film. And like I said, it's so bad, it's, it's good. Like the acting in it, that no one in this film is troubling the Academy Awards, are they? No. I don't yeah. think the Razzies were around then, but they definitely <laughs> would have got some for this. <laughs> What's your favourite worst line? My favourite worst line? I, uh, There's a few in there. Yeah. I love the Dimmark scene. Basically, the Dimmark is they go into this underground dojo where all the fighters are training, aren't they? And Frank's got in because mm. Senzo Tanaka is his shidoshi. The judges are like, it says Senzo Tanaka is his shidoshi. And then Victor Lin's like, what's the difference if Bruce Springsteen is his shidoshi? That's one of my favourite <laughs> yeah. lines. And then they say, if, if he is his shidoshi, show us the dim mac, mm. the deaf touch. And then Jean-Claude sets himself up. He's about to smash it and then he goes, no! Bottom one. Tells him to break the bottom brick in this pile of bricks. So he does, explodes. That's it, it explodes. It don't crack, it explodes. Explodes. We then see bad guy, the bad guy of the film, Chong Lee. Yeah. Notorious Chong Lee. He looks at Frank and he says, very good, but Brick not hit back, which is a reference. Yeah, it is. Back to uh, Enter the Dragon. 
And our Chongli is played by Bolo Young, who was in Enter the Dragon as Bolo. Yeah. And uh, it's a reference to when Bruce Lee says, but boards don't hit back. Yeah. So I love that little tie together. And I love the fact that it's, it is derivative of all of these films. Yeah. And funnily enough, it brings us to sort of the main thing about Bloodsport, and that's its comparison to Kickboxer. Yeah. Isn't it? Now, Kickboxer is another Van Damme film. A lot of people think it's better. A lot of people think Bloodsport's better. I'm on the Bloodsport camp. So yeah, it's definitely. Day. Definitely. Uh, they're essentially the same film, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You know, it's like, right, we've got Jean-Claude Van Damme. We've got someone he cares about getting hurt by the bad guy. We've obviously got the bad guy. We've then got a mythical sensei who teaches him the ways of the warrior yeah. so that he will avenge whoever got hurt by the bad guy. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the love interest thrown in for good measure. Definitely. So the recipes are there. It's a perfect recipe for a Van Damme film. And like I says, the, the flashback scenes, he gets chucked on the floor and then, which obviously the flashback, we forgot to mention this, it's important for a payoff later on in the film, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's what I like. Always important. Yeah. So this one's important because Chong Lee being the cheat that he is in the final fight, chucks some sort of pepper spray or something in Frank Dukes' eyes and he can't see. He's blind. Blinded. Blind. Temporarily blinded. He's in the middle of the, the floor on the kumite. He's reaching out into the blackness guy, into the void. He's about to get his head kicked in. Surely, mm. surely to God, no one can overcome this obstacle. Luckily, Frank can call on a flashback. Yes. Where he learned how to do things blindfolded with Senzo Tanaka. Yeah, have we got a clip for this? We have got a clip of it. Check it out. What's your favourite bit of the film? If you had to pick one bit, what's your favourite bit? I do like the... Um, what's that scene? Is it Janice's love interest in this? I can't remember. She's I in the so. barn and uh, he's, she's being hassled and he does the the quarter trick. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that bit? Oh, what a fantastic so good, scene. Should we have a look at it? Yeah, run it, yeah. You've come upstairs with me for an interview. Like hell, let go of me. You want to say no? No, he sounds an asshole. What did you call me? You want me to spell it out for you? Leave the girl alone. Guess Akumite starts one day earlier this year, hot fellas. Look guys, let's just all calm down, okay? No, she's coming with me upstairs. No, I'm not. If we have to fight for her, then both of us will be thrown out of the Kumite. Just for her? We could arrange this another way. Do you gamble? What is bet? You hold this. If I can grab it before you close your hand, I get the girl. If I cannot, she's yours. Very good. Oh, you can't do this. Just relax. Oh, geez, Frank, I hope you know what you're doing. Ready? Go. Ha! <laughs> you lose, American asshole. Ha 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 ha.
Looks like she's mine. Now leave the lady alone. You understand that? So as you can see, like we said, uh, the Academy Awards are not going to be troubled by this film. <laughs> Nor that. But I, I wouldn't change it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't yeah. change it for the world. And when we finish this, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, definitely. But I, would, I would, really wouldn't change it for the world. And Have but, you got um, a, uh, a favourite Frank Duke's move? Well, <laughs> Frank's best skill that mm. I can see is being able to render his opponent in some sort of temporary catatonic state where he can do like 50 kicks and they won't even try and defend it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, where, where? Like Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Yeah, yeah. Always. And he's giving <laughs> these wheel kicks and stuff. And there's no attempt at guarding any of them. Yeah. But it just adds to the mystique, doesn't it? Yeah. Frank's incredible skill. Man can fight blind, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. He's incredible. But funny enough, I mean, and how nice is Chong Lee to allow Frank the time to have a, a nice flashback. Exactly, yeah. So he's like, Frank's on the floor just going, hey! <laughs> he's like, yeah! And then, the bit, this bit annoys me. Chong Lee comes and he goes to punch him, but he goes to punch him like three foot in front of his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He could have done better with that, couldn't <laughs> they? Like, at least make it look like you're going to punch him. What's your favourite Frank move? Wow. Splits. The splits. That's how you needed, that's the only thing you need is to be hard in the 80s. Learn how to do the splits. Yeah. That's all you needed. Generation of young men. Get yeah. you, your ball stranglers on. Yeah. Get two chairs. <laughs> just, right. just do the splits. <laughs> Never achieved it, so. No, I couldn't do it. That's go. why we're not well hardened. I know. <laughs> That's why we never won the community, yeah. obviously. Exactly, yeah. I don't, I don't know. What, what is it, though, guy, that makes it the best? I think nostalgia plays a massive part. I think you said yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And, like you say, it's, it's in part so bad it's good. It's... The way Van Damme is, I think it's Van Damme, isn't it? I mean, the characters that are around him are really good. They just support him, but they just—he is just so good, and he's come. Van Damme is convinced that this will win an Oscar. I think that's the key to it. He thinks it's the best thing ever made, and he's just so into it. I think that's what it is. I agree with that. That's a really, really good point because he's that kind of guy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, even when he does those beer adverts, he's like, "I'm gonna win an Oscar for this." He's just in the moment. With his little mullet. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. I think it's a, it's a sum of all those parts, isn't it? Yeah. All those bits we've explained in this rambling way that we've explained them. <laughs> yeah. But that's the only way. It is, that's, it is almost shambolic, isn't it? Yeah. Bloodsport. I mean, yeah. um, the name of it, Bloodsport. It's evocative, isn't it? Yeah. It makes you think, man, if this was another time, I'd enter this community. Yeah. But now, I'd probably, you know. I'm not allowed to travel because it's restricted because of outbreak of coronavirus and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> Health and safety won't let you do this. No, not now. No way. Not now. No way. And I couldn't do that kick thing that he seems to do where like he kicks someone who's by ear somewhere and his leg goes like... <laughs> I know. I, I don't feel do that's that. humanly possible. I couldn't do it. Well, Frank can do it. Splits. The splits. Yeah, the splits. A vertical splits in it, I suppose. So there you go. Should we wrap it up? We could, this could be an hour, couldn't it? Easily. An hour just, just on Bloodsport, but yeah, I suppose we should. Yeah. I suppose we should. <laughs> So there you go. That was our top five uh, martial arts films. Our favourite, not the critically acclaimed ones, just our favourites that we mm. loved. Culminating in our boyhood favourite, the classic, Bloodsport. Yeah. The best one ever for us, isn't it? Well, I say, well, let's let them tell us what's your favourite yeah. martial arts film. Let us know in the comments below. We love getting all your comments. Yeah. We read all of them. We yeah. reply to all of them at the moment. Yeah, we do, yeah. And it's, yeah, we love it. You know, subscribe to the channel. 
hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell icon to be told every time we release any new content. If you're on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at The Davis Locker. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if that's not enough, we even got a website, www.thedavislocker.com. There you go. Thank you very much for joining us on this extravaganza of martial art films. Can we get a move on? I want to go and watch Bloodsport. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) We'll see you soon. See ya.